Well, g'day there and welcome to the Oak City Church podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today for another encouraging message from our Sunday gatherings of Oak City Church. If we can connect with you in any way, please see us at oakcitychurch.com.au or check out our socials online. We hope to see you in person soon. morning Oak City. It's great to be with you guys this morning. I'm sitting out here in my front yard and no doubt uh, as I share with you for a few minutes you'll probably hear the sounds of perhaps lawnmowers or music. There's been a few domestics already, a few loud cars. Uh, Someone had their gurney on before so um, who knows what will take place as I share but I just wanted to sort of sit in the garden with you today, get some sun on my back and uh, just yeah, enjoy uh, this time together as we continue in the journey of Ephesians. And you'll notice that I've got some bread and juice here with me, and we're going to break bread together in a few minutes' time. So just, uh, yeah, invite you, if you haven't already, grab something. I had to make shift some lemon, lime and bitters out of the fridge. And um, I've just baked this beautiful loaf. It's still warm, actually, of uh, spelt sourdough this morning, one of my uh, sort of COVID you know, spiritual disciplines of baking bread. And it was great too to just hear uh, some reflections from Pete Hughes. And so what a gift that is that we could just sit in that space today. But friends, why don't I just pray for us and uh, just, yeah, hopefully this can be a time where you can engage and do some self-reflection and sit in your own story as we sit in God's story. So Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you that we can be together. Thank you that I can be outdoors and all the sounds and all the birds and all the noises and all the challenges that we we sit in and we face in this lockdown time. And Lord, I just thank you that I can be with friends, people that I know and don't know, um, you know, through, through technology today. But Lord, I just pray that you would bless this time with your presence and that we would be present to ourselves. And Father, I pray that you would speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, the uh, bin truck's going to drive past me any moment, so I uh, get ready for that. But I just couldn't help, uh, 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 you know, we are in a very serious, challenging moment, aren't we? And yet it's good to laugh, good to, good to have a chuckle. And I couldn't help this week uh, as, a, as a person who does love Bunnings and loves going there, you know, at least once a week. Couldn't uh, help but laugh in the post-Bunnings lockdown journey that they now um, not only offer sausage sandwiches and treated pie 945, but you can also grab um, an AstraZeneca shot as well. And I just, I had a bit of a chuckle. I thought that's, it's both, you know, brilliant. Uh, It won't be long. And uh, what I'm praying for next is that along with the drive-through jab in the arm, uh, they might start doing haircuts as well at Bunnings. Perhaps a buzz buzz cut line. Um, look out for their new clothing range, no doubt. So, friends, um, you know, as I sit in a bit of the the you know the, the silliness of this this moment, I also sit in the seriousness of it as well. And recently, just found out uh, some neighbours that we don't know uh, have not met, but we found out that one of them had uh, gone to hospital with COVID and that the son is home with the grandparents. And it's this really, uh, you know, it's this pretty tense situation, as you could imagine. And just the gift, you know, the gift to actually go uh, to Coles the other night and just go crazy uh, on groceries and, you know, hand sand and and all the rest. 
just to bless this family. And I just think, you know, there's something about our humanity at the moment. We just, we actually do want to find ways to reach out and be the simple gospel of love um, in, just, in just ways that, you know, are non-anxious and unseen almost. Um, but what a, what a gift to me that that was, that I could participate in something like that. So I just want to encourage you this morning, you know, it, not to force anything, you know, like I think we're in a moment actually where like when we try, if we try too hard, like it's actually a really difficult time. I don't know about you, but, you know, there's a few phone calls a day that I just I'm not getting back to because I don't actually have the emotional capacity to, to, to do everything that I could perhaps normally do. And I, I want to actually give you permission this morning and go, friends, you know, what is it that you can do and where are the healthy boundaries in this moment that where you need to say no that you need to guard your heart um there's something about stewarding what we have and what we can do and there's also something about knowing that okay i'm done now um i i need to actually just retreat and tomorrow's a new day and we'll, we'll go through this journey again so friends i hope you can hear that as a gift um, so as we get to do little small acts of mercy and kindness, as we get to practice the simple love of the gospel, uh, I, w- I want to encourage you this morning as we just sit in God's word, that you'll also know that there's no shoulds today. Um, perhaps for just the first time you could breathe out. <laughs> and uh, Father, I just pray that uh, there would be mercy. There'd be mercy even in this message. You know, Paul begins uh, Ephesians 3, which is where we are today, the sort of the handful of verses in, in the first part of Ephesians 3. And it's continuing on to, from where Jeff sort of led us through last week in his powerful message. But I, I just want to capture some of the essence of it today. Uh, I've sat in uh, this, this word all week, and there's just a couple of things that have really sparked for me. And I'd encourage you to go back to Ephesians 3 during this week and just sort of uh, reflect and marinate in it. But the first thing that captures my attention is that Paul is he's in prison. He's in chains. He's in under house arrest, uh, depending, you know, there's there's different ideas of uh, what, at what period of time he was in, um, you know, in, in, in prison. But he, he says this, this beautiful word. He basically says uh, in, in Eugene Peterson's message translation, he basically says, friends, as I'm in chains, um, I've taken up the cause of the outsiders. And, you know, if I was just to translate that for a second, he's obviously speaking to this Jew-Gentile, this, this outsider-insider mix that's at work. But I wonder what you hear when you, when you hear that. What do you hear when you hear that today, that Paul, in this, in this work, he's taken up the cause for outsiders? I don't know about you, but I often... Um, I often think that I'm an insider, you know, that I'm actually, I'm part of, you know, uh, I'm, I'm one of God's kids, but I, I sometimes have this insider thinking. So therefore I can quickly categorize and call other people outsiders. And here, just based in this, in this first verse in Ephesians 3, Paul reminds me that actually this, the Jewish people, you know, God comes um, for this nation and now through Christ, he comes for all of us. But that we, we're uh, actually outside, we're all outsiders in this story. And Paul's been given this beautiful gospel, this, this generous gospel of love that is now welcoming everybody. I had a family, a friend of mine contact me recently and just 
I wanted to um, ask if I would uh, call a, a woman uh, who lives in, uh, you know, in Blacktown in our, in our community, someone I don't know, um, but if I just contact her and if I just be a person of peace and just listen to her and even maybe be helpful. And um, that, that call came through to me about six weeks ago and you know we we did a bit of texting but i just realized that this was going to be a, a an extremely difficult conversation a very heavy conversation and so what i decided to do was just as i shared with you earlier to give permission to yourselves to know when when can i give and when do i need to need to sort of guard uh, the fire within i went you know i i know this is going to be an incredibly traumatic triggering conversation and do I have the capacity to sit and be differentiated enough to listen and hold this woman and her story and not become fused or enmeshed in it in such a way that I need to now rescue or I now need to try and fix this. And I knew in my own self, in my own, my own spirit, if I could say that, that that's probably what I would, out of almost an unhealthy response, that's probably how I would, I, I would sort of respond. So I just gave it probably three weeks. And there was this, uh, you know, this God-given gap um, where I, I sensed that it was time to call and make contact and probably spent an hour with this, with this woman as she shared her horrible story with me, a story of family violence, mental health, a story of uh, incest, a story that just was so brutal. It, brut it was so, such a brutalization. Um, to the soul and yet there was something about the generosity of God in that moment where I could hold this woman and her story that I didn't have to fix that you know as she spent most of the time talking about her the family her son and some of the very difficult challenges and you know family and community services are involved it's just a very it's a it's a pretty complex story but my sense was what God was actually asking me to do was to just be a person of peace and wisdom and to get her over a period of time to do her own self-reflection on what is it what is it that you can do? What power do you have in this story? What decisions or choices, even though you know you're a victim and this is, this is a really awful space, what can you do? Uh, how can you respond? What are the things that you need right now? And friends, as I did that, as I just did the simple work of guiding to the point where we could pray together, there was something of like this encounter, the spirit came for this woman and there was a freedom that took place. I love how uh, Paul says, uh, and again, I'm reading from the message. He says, the mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everybody across the board. And Paul goes on and says, well, this is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message and friends I was captured by that for a couple of reasons and I, I, I want to share this I, I, I want to actually say to you that my reflection of this person on the other end of the phone was that she was an outsider she, she, she was sort of 
she, you know, she was on the fringes or the margins. And I, I was quite convicted by that as I, I, as I sat in Ephesians this week. And I realized actually, and can I say this to you as you're listening, friends, that we're all outsiders, <laughs> you know, that, but there is something about this dynamic work of Christ, the resurrected one who walks in our midst, who has come for me, who has come for you, who has come for us in such a, a vital and beautiful way that now we who are all outsiders get to partake and be called sons and daughters, that we've been all adopted into God's family. And so suddenly I can stop categorizing who's in and who's out, who's lost and who's found. Suddenly it's like, God, you're at work. And how can I, like Paul, respond to this message and share it and understand it in such a way that it is our life's work, that it is my life's work, that no matter what conversation, that it is a redempt, the redemptive purpose of God, that Christ would be at work in, in those conversations between those gaps and the spaces between us and the places where you and I can't actually do or fix or change anything. That's when we go, God, your spirit goes before us. And here's the beautiful thing in verse 10, in um, probably more like a traditional translation, uh, uh, in the ESV, at least, it says that God's purpose is that through or by the church, get this, friends, by the church, the manifold wisdom of God would be made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Literally, that, that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is made known to the angels. That, that but friends, we there is this power that, as Jeff shared last week about this indwelling spirit, that we are now these temples that there is this power that now goes out and it presents itself as the manifold wisdom, not just to uh, you know people people of in, of importance, but actually to the angels, to the principalities, to the heavenly realms. The friends that we have something to offer, we have something to share. And and Paul says, I was the least likely the least likely candidate, but it is this rich gospel of love, of joy, of compassion something that actually says you are not an outsider, you are not alone, you have not been abandoned. Christ has come for us. Friends, as we just turn to a simple time to break bread together, I want to just uh, finish by uh, a different reflection, and it's the reflection of Christ with his mum and his brothers and, and his extended family in Cana in John's Gospel uh, sharing a, a pretty rowdy and, and, and crazy wedding and the grog runs dry. And, you know, mum says, Jesus, you need to do something about this. Mum, you know, leave me out of it. But, you know, she's persuasive and Christ takes, and get this, he takes the, the six stone jars that were used for purification rites, that kept out those who were clean and unclean, that separated out those who were in and those who were perhaps considered out in, in, in Cana, you know, in the sort of the, the outskirts, out in the, out in the burbs, out in the region where it was sort of they, they weren't the holy of holies. And Christ takes these six jars and he contaminates them with the best wine that you've ever drank. And there's something of the power in that moment where Christ says, you know, we, 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 we observed and we kept and we trusted in the law to keep us in or out, to keep us clean or unclean. But in that moment, Jesus breaks all the stereotypes and he invites us and he says, friends, you are, you are all insiders. You are 
have all been invited to the feast of the Lamb. And so as I break this bread today, as I get to break this beautiful uh, this beautiful loaf with you, just hear that. And I just invite you to pick a piece of your bread. I'm going to grab a big wad here and, and grab your juice or your wine. And I want to pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. And I want to share these last few words um, from, from Peterson in Ephesians. He says, when we trust in him, we're free to say whatever we need or whatever needs to be said. Bold to go ever, wherever we need to go. So don't let our present troubles, I'm, I'm putting this into our context, um, get us down. Don't let, the, don't let our circumstances hold us, friends. But he's, uh, Paul says, be proud. Actually, just what is this gospel of love at work in us and in others? And how can we be present to that? We are no longer outsiders. We've all been invited in. Let's uh, share the, the feast uh, and, the, and a reminder of the feast that is to come together. Mine's pretty chewy, so I'm chewing for a while. It's a Jesus. Let's just take 30 seconds and just sit and, and be, be thankful and ask our Father to, to, to reside and to surround and to indwell. Yeah, Lord, you went to the cross for our sake. Um, and even when we were lost, uh, Jesus, even in our sin and in our brokenness, and when we were as far away from you as possible, uh, your word says that you died for us. And so, Lord, we just celebrate this meal today. Even though we're disembodied, even though we're scattered, God, that uh, because of your presence right now, Holy Spirit, I, I pray that you would just confirm something of the seal of your spirit in us to declare that we are embodied together, that we are in, uh, in community and communion with you as one church, displaying because of your purpose the manifold wisdom of God out beyond ourselves, even to the heavenly realms. But Father, I pray we would celebrate with this meal today and we say thank you, Jesus, for what you've done and what you continue to do. God, you save us from ourselves. You save us from uh, uh, everything that we can't uh, do for ourselves. You, you've done the work and you go before us. And I thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I'd love for you to jump on Zoom with us um, uh, now. And 
we just it's not a time to just pinpoint people to pray but actually just as a community let's come together and let's share and let's be prayerful together so i look forward to seeing you in a minute